the podcast dedicated to the highs and lows of crushes from their first to their worst we're going to cover them all with a cascade of characters including our guest today a guy who spent middle school pining after a space pirate todd way a weeb dad veteran cosplay content creator and fitness enthusiast that is here to talk about not only cosplay but his middle school crush from the tenchi universe ryoko todd how are you doing today how you doing today? I'm doing absolutely well. I appreciate you having me on today. This is uh, this is a surprise, and I can't wait to see how it goes. Me too. I love talking about crushes. I I'm, I'm a girl, so I grew up with slumber parties and talking about boys all night. So I'm really excited. I've talked to a lot of guys on this. I don't think guys might have done that as much as girls. Did you? growing up honestly not really <laughs> an <laughs> introverted i'm extroverted now i think due to covid but i remember growing up being very uh in my room a lot just a lot to myself i was too i was really into my barbies they had way better lives than i did and do now <laughs> <laughs> the adventures um, they went on yes trust me watching Toy Story and thinking I'm gonna catch my toys playing when I leave the room. I tried it way too many times, like <laughs> never happened. I know, right? Well, my thing was like my brother grew, I have an older brother and he's really into horror movies. So he made me watch Chucky. So I wasn't really into my, like at night, I would always put something really heavy on my toy box. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, See. I don't trust those bitches. <laughs> no, I, I don't blame you. Uh, yeah. That's crazy though that you said that I almost, big big fan of horror like i love horror films and all things spooky uh recently i got into doing like sfx makeup i'm not sure if you're familiar with it but it's like the really gory mm-hmm. uh bloody you know some people say it's like reminds them more of more of a god but it to me it's like i don't know it's more like the horror film where it gives you like that suspense look i like a lot of that type of uh, plot when i'm doing those type of cosplays Oh, more about that later. But speaking of horror, I'm going to set the mood. So it was like back when you were in middle school, this was like the summer before Paris Hilton's Simple Life premiered, a.k.a. the fall of civilization began um, with reality <laughs> TV taking over. That's a whole other story. And you were living for summer vacation, the best time of a kid's life, because you are staying up late. There are no real rules to bedtime. And you were spending those nights with Toonami on Cartoon Network, now Adult yeah. Swim. Um, before we get to your crush, I want to talk a little about Toonami. Do you think that played a big part in a lot of millennials sort of getting into anime? Honestly, I would have to say 100% yes. Toonami was like so many of the like, oh my God, late 80s, early 90s, mid 90 babies. That was our thing. Late night Toonami, catching a dog swim, falling in love with anime. Even though we didn't know what anime was, none of us knew what it was. We just were watching it 24 seven. And now most of us are um, otakus or adult weebs. Uh, one, or <laughs> other. <laughs> one or the other. So yes, I would have to say yes. Shout outs to Cartoon Network. 
Yeah, they really did usher that in. I think before school, the only kind of anime I knew uh, was I'd watch Sailor Moon. But again, like I didn't know that was a style. I just thought, hey, these are cool girls doing cool stuff. Trust me, I'm right there with you. I was watching Sailor Moon too. Like, wow, I like the animation, the whole aesthetic. And guess what? It's an anime. Never knew it. No, not until I got a little bit older. So now, time to talk about that crush. So in case they didn't catch it in the beginning, we're talking about your middle school crush, and she is from the anime series um, Tenchi Universe. But were there any girls that you liked before this anime character? Like in real life, did you have any like elementary school crushes or maybe girls in your middle school class? Um, yes, there was, I cannot remember her name or anything, but it was back in middle school. There was this one girl, she played uh, on the basketball team. And this is when I was like running track and stuff like that, but, you know, the whole athlete feel. And I had this big crush on this girl. I used to do like some of the stupidest stuff to try to get her attention, you know, try to be cool, try to be overly aggressive when I'm playing this sport. And I was just like, I think back on it, I was like, dude, why did you just go talk to her? Like, what was wrong with you? I know. You know the simplest thing is just like go say hi but we made it so much bigger than life in middle school yes i was doing everything but talking i was like oh my god bro i know you uh, make like elaborate stories in your head about them and it's really like they're just another 12 year old kid exactly <laughs> exactly you decides too much at that age <laughs> So what about Ryoko made you take notice when you were watching this show? And was the crush instantaneous or did it develop over a couple episodes? Surprisingly, it was almost instantaneous. Um, I don't know what it is. I saw that she looked like, it's like she had like a Kinsey look where those are like the Fox style characters. I never knew what type of character that was. I just learned the name a few years ago. But for some reason, when I first saw Ryoko, she was super strong, but very beautiful. And she had like these uh, fox-like ears. And like from that moment, I was like, yo, what is about this character is so like drawing and I just couldn't look away. Like you mentioned that to me earlier in like uh, our emails back and forth. It was that animalistic thing about her that drew you to her. And you said that it influenced crushes later in life. like. And I kind of get that because you'll see a person be like, oh, they have really cat-like eyes and that's really pretty. Is that what you mean by that? Yes, exactly that. It's like when you meet someone and they just have certain features that remind you of like, for me personally, it just reminded me of like, oh, this is like kind of like fox-like or cat-like. And it's like, that, that actually goes on to this day. Like if I see someone in the aesthetic, their overall appearance, they may have some feature that relates to that. And it's just beautiful. I get that. My best friend, hers is like bird-like noses. Really big noses that are almost beak-like. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got something. Yes, yes. So, sidebar. Did you watch Animorphs? That, like, your crush made me think and the animalistic, like, maybe he was an animal. You know what's <laughs> crazy? Until you just said that name, I've read Animorphs books. I watched the show. I love, actually, oh my God, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm not, dang, that's so crazy. Yeah, trust me, I had plenty of crushes on there. I can't tell you their name, but I definitely watched it. Like, did, were you more into the books or the show? I was more into the show. And the only reason I like the books, because I don't know if you remember, they had like this little flipgram at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> where you can just, that's the only reason I like the book, because they transform as you were like flipping through the pages. 
I admit, I was more into the show too. The books really didn't capture me. I was more of a Goosebumps, Babysitters Club. Exactly. R.L. Steins. So like Scholastic Book Fairs, Animorphs wasn't getting too much of my money. (laughs) (laughs) But I did check out. So you did have crushes on like the Animorph? Yes. Was it more the cat ones? It was definitely the cat ones. (laughs) Same thing. And it's something, I don't know. I just can't get away from it, even to this day. Yeah, I mean, the cat ones I could see, but, like, they were morphing into, like, a lot of, like, slugs and snakes. Yeah, like, no, I was I was good on those. I was, <laughs> I was good on those. Like, cat-like, fox, like, fox-like, good. But if they're, like, a snail or something. Mm-hmm. That's, no. That's or people that um, look like sloths when their eyes are too far. Oh, away. my goodness. <laughs> that is... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm not trying to make fun of y'all. Yeah. But, um, that but there is, are people that is, super spaced eyes i'm like no it's okay if you have really big eyes but the space i'm like oh my god yeah it's creepy (laughs) (laughs) anyways on paper ryoko is like somewhere around five thousand years old or something like that but to the common eye she's more 16 17 and i'm pretty sure every human on earth when like you're in middle school someone who is 16 or 17 seems like so mature and like the coolest person on earth did you view ryoko in that way like man this older girl she's so cool exactly and i mean in them exact words i was like oh my gosh she's so cool yo if i went to the same school then i'm like yo she's five thousand plus years old like you're a kid (laughs) chill out but then you know that's the whole protagonist feel you see uh tenchi as he goes through the show and like they're like all like Funding over him and things. I think that was like one of the first harems I watched, but it wasn't really a harem based anime. It was more of the this guy is here and all of these random girls are like falling in love with him for him being a good guy. And I guess that really pushed a lot of the protagonist mindset I have to this day. I was just gonna ask, like, um, during middle school, it's kind of like we all wanna be really cool. Yeah. Even though, even sometimes some kids are, but a lot of us aren't, and we pine for that. And when I was reading about this anime, it seemed like Tenchi was, like you just said, that all the girls wanted him. Was that something that made you really like this? Yes, because you during that time it's like the awkward stage where it's like you're not really. I don't know how to explain it. It's like the weird, like, okay, you're not really at puberty, but you're like right before, but some people are already hitting puberty and you're still feeling like a kid. It's like, oh my. Yeah, so seeing Tenchi was definitely like an escape from reality to me. Like you wanted to sort of emulate what he had. Yes. And then did that go into why you're like, well, if I could be like him, I can get a girl like Ryoko? Yes, actually, yes. That you know being the kind guy and actually trying to be like you know you should always try to be that type of person but actually seeing it laid out in front of you and that like heroic style was more of like okay I'll try to be like this person and then you find yourself doing stuff so much that it becomes a part of you and it's just something you do without even noticing it but it didn't seem to help with that girl on the basketball team because you're not at all i was still (laughs) very much so uh terrified (laughs) would you if you saw her today what would you do i would i would completely laugh and like i'm pretty sure she would laugh over it too and we could actually have a good conversation and just like talk about what we've gotten to now in life 
would you be able to tell her you had a crush on her? Because when I started this um, podcast, I was like, oh, I want to I want to interview my old crushes. And then I thought that's terrifying. Even though we're 30 some years old now, we're all in relationships. I was like, no, they must never know I like them. And and that reminds me of this Netflix uh, special. I saw it's like all the girl, well, like all the guys or something. She fell in love with. I can't remember. She had like oh. letters. Oh yeah, yeah. To all the boys I ever. To all loved. the boys I ever I like loved. That. So she, all of her crushes were sent those secret letters. And honestly, you'll be surprised. Like you know, like you just said, I am thirty at this point, and I'm just like you know, it may be a little bit like ah, oh, it's kind of embarrassing. But at the same time, it's like come on now, like you've already moved on, you got it so far in life. It's okay to like tie up those loose ends just to clarify. Because honestly, this is this is a high school person. This is not middle school. But as I uh, grew and whatnot, I had a friend in high school. We were super close. I never told her I liked her the entire time. I watched her go from relationship to relationship. And I eventually told her, but it was like years later and it was nothing to not, not even cite or pursue a relationship. It was more like, I just want to let you know that I like you. And she straight up told me, she was like, yeah, I always knew you liked me, but you never asked me out. And I didn't want to be like pushing the issue because she liked me too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. We oh, laughed God. about it. <laughs> we just laughed about it and then kept it moving. But uh, that was a that was a good time. I also want to circle back to um, the idea of Tenchi, the main character of this universe that Ryoko liked. So I was thinking, I was looking at him and thinking about being that age, especially like you're a few years younger than me. So I pop culture still was not as representative <laughs> as it is kind of now because growing up back then I remember I would see these blonde girls they were white blonde blue eyes and I never looked like that and it made me feel so self-conscious like no one's ever gonna like me um when you were watching this and Tenchi he's this light-skinned man uh he's getting all these girls did it ever make you a little self-conscious as well that is the one thing that um drives me to this day because i guess it never really leaves especially for people of more darker melanated skin mm-hmm. we constantly feel as though like oh you know there's not enough representation for you know people who look like us yeah. um so what what i've done as far as like what i'm trying to do at this point is just like put out more representation for people of color uh, when i say that i mean more darker melanated people and because I remember growing up, it used to be, it's kind of hard because you think you're not as attractive or you don't have as much appeal as someone of a lighter skin complexion. And that's far from the truth. And that that actually changes as you grow, but you have to surround yourself with the right people. And the confidence isn't always there because I know people to this day where their skin tone still limits them and the things that they go out and do. I never want a skin tone to limit you enjoying life or feeling as though you're beautiful. Like, that's something everybody should know. Like, y'all are beautiful. No matter what skin complexion you are, you're beautiful. Very true, very true. Was there an age where that kind of clicked in your head where you're like, maybe I don't have to be this light-skinned guy. People will find me attractive just in the skin I am. Because I think I was, was not until my 20s. I was about to say uh, it was it was well into my 20s. It was early 20s, but it was definitely in my 20s. It was after high school. Uh, I think I was just going to the military. I was around 21. And 
just serving and traveling and starting to see how everyone interacts and starting to realize like, man, I wish I was more confident when I was younger because I would have had a lot more like, I guess, closer friendships and also been able to help a lot of my friends that were struggling with uh, confidence and self-esteem issues if I was more confident during that time. But, you know, you live and you learn. Yeah, if only you knew now what, you know, you could know in like middle school, life would be so amazing. <laughs> exactly, oh. exactly. <laughs> but back to Ryoko, other than her animalistic details, um, what what other things about this character drew you to her? It was her overall design. Like her appearance was one thing, but it was her, her design as far as her strength, abilities. Um, the fact that she was uh, not as, I want to say like, you know, you have the really wholesome style characters just because they're pretty they're supposed to be really like shy and quiet she was the complete opposite she was very outgoing loud if you can say she was uh more direct um it was her strength i would i would say that it was it was her strength that also drew me to her and i know you look for the cat-like fox-like women now in life and that's who you're attracted to but do you are you did she also inspire you to like strong women who are outgoing and direct? Yes. Um, some people say that, oh my God, it's like a style of anime uh, character, um, Sundare. And some people say they're the ones that are like a little bit more aggressive, this and that. And that is exactly what I don't try to go for, but it's hilarious because that's who I usually end up being with because I still like the, you know, being able to go out, have like communication and things like that, and being like yourself, like sweet things like that. But I also don't want to be like, I don't want to feel like I'm always in control of a situation because if I'm wrong, I need someone to tell me I'm wrong and be stern about it. Um, that is where the strength part comes in. So I definitely, I definitely, definitely love more stern women who are able to say like, yo, I'm not going to just let you do this without having something to say or correct or correct me when I'm wrong. That is something that is a necessity, especially if you want something that's going to be long lasting nowadays, especially because communication is one thing that we all like. Just imagine if you didn't spend that summer watching Toonami, you might be a different type of woman today. That is, that's something, <laughs> honestly, you're right though. It's just, I always say that without anime, I don't know where I would be. So in a world where you could be with your middle school crush, this very outgoing direct woman named Ryoko, what type of life do you think you two would lead? <laughs> Adventurous. <laughs> We would always be on the move. Uh, there would be no home, I would say. There would be no grounds for a home because the world would be our home. That type of freedom, uh, that's, I don't know. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> Where would you, would you want to live in this world or her world? It would definitely have to be her world, like to an extent though. Cause you know, I don't want to have like flying animals everywhere that can possibly, <laughs> you know, end my life in an instant, but at the same time, I would rather it be in a um, more, I want to say like mythical world other than just the reality which we live in where everything is like pretty much facts. Like if you jump, you gravity takes hold. 
I want to be able to jump and maybe float for about five to 10 seconds or something, you know, just like switch it up a little bit and just be like those key details that'll make the world a lot better. So I'll definitely say another world outside of the one we live in now. I don't even know that world. And I would pick that world too. Cause this world <laughs> kind of, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, trust me. I know. Have you ever cosplayed as Tenchi or anyone from that universe? I have never done any cosplays from that universe. And honestly, it's because I'm still so like, I guess like a baby to cosplay that I'm, there's certain animes that I, I intentionally didn't go for it just because I wanted to make sure I knew what I was doing prior to going into that style and detail of cosplay. Now I'm, now I'm into makeup and I'm able to do a little bit more things and invest more. I want to start doing a lot of uh, retro anime style cosplays to start uh, presenting. Uh, the one thing about the cosplay community, unfortunately, same as the anime community, once a um, particular show isn't as popular anymore, mm -hmm. there's like a lack of engagement. There's not really much interest. So you just have to do, a, for, for me to do a cosplay from Tenchi, it'll just have to be a passion cosplay, not so much for exposure. Interesting. So, because is Tenchi like still going or is it one no, of those older ones? It's like, it's older now. It's so crazy to think about, but it's much older now. You're just like, it's in the retirement home of anime. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. You didn't get the Sailor Moon um, fandom where it's like, that thing's never. Oh happened. my God. That's <laughs> Sailor Moon fandom is like, it's like a part of the. Like you have different fandoms. That shoujo fandom where magical girls is a thing. Sailor Moon is still top tier best anime of all time. Like it still carries on a fandom to this day. Would you say it's like the Star Wars of like anime? Honestly, I would. Definitely for shoujo. And you can quote me on this. Anybody who listens to this, I'm telling you right now. If you know what Sailor Moon is, it's because it had an overall impact on the mainstream society which means that it is still valid and will always be valid it's the same as dragon ball everybody hates goku but you know who he is right yep. you know who sailor moon is mm -hmm. you never watch the show you can tell me exactly who sailor moon is as soon as you see her hair mm -hmm. that's just how iconic certain characters are it's definitely like gone above and beyond anime yes it's like Garth Brooks. Like, yeah, he's a country singer, but people who listen to hip hop know friends in low places. No, exactly. <laughs> Never even, that's the one thing. I hear the man's name. I, okay, I know exactly who you're talking about. Like, it's just crazy. Some like people just train. <laughs> yes. So, when we initially connected, you were kind enough to share your thoughts on cosplay from your perspective as a Black man alongside some other amazing Black and POC cosplayers. And my favorite thing you said is that you don't do looks that have masks because you don't want to hide who you are. Obviously, you're going to be wearing a COVID mask <laughs> um, in upcoming cosplays when you're out and about. But that aside, what are some non-mask looks that you've been working on recently? Oh, none mask looks that I've been working on is definitely, uh, <laughs> this is funny, but I'm working on a Kirito look from Sword Art Online. Um, I'm also working on a Gone Freaks from Hunter x Hunter or Hunter Times Hunter. Um, there's definitely key characters that I do want to cosplay here soon. Um, I've been perfecting my uh, Midoriya from My Hero Academia as well as Todoroki. Um, that particular cosplay, I want to say it's more of a fandom thing. 
mm-hmm. I'm actually doing that cosplay in every form, whether that's in actual cosplay or regular clothes, even suits. Like I want to really take that character and make that character my own because the goal at the end of the day is to really bring that representation. Mm-hmm. So if I'm able to cosplay and create a character design that maybe inspire an animator or a cartoonist to actually create something based off of that, it'll be amazing to think that I inspired someone to create a person of color to be in an anime, potentially. Well, I think it might because when I look at your Instagram, like your photos are very like, this is for a magazine. They're not, because sometimes I deal with a lot of people that are like entertainers and everything. And you're just like, get a good, get at least one good photo shoot. <laughs> you oh. know, that's what you want to do. Invest in at least one. Can you explain to cosplayers that are maybe coming up how important it is to have just maybe one great shoot? I would, Okay. My cosplay community, my cosplay people, uh, I would definitely recommend getting a professional shoot done. Um, I say this because I did male modeling. A lot of the photographers, the fashion designs, people are just looking for the overall aesthetic. They want to see something nice. Don't get me wrong. You can post pictures from your phone. Mm -hmm. At least edit the photos as nice as you possibly can. But if you can invest or at least have a friend that has a professional camera that doesn't mind taking maybe a few headshots of you, just some business-oriented shots, some professional shots for your cosplay. I feel as though that gives people a little bit more of a ideal of how serious you are about something that you say is a passion. Mm-hmm. Preach. You have to. If you love something, you have to invest in it. Like, I, I get it. The cosplay is expensive, okay? get the cosplay you can afford for now, then as time goes on, you know, get better, like purchase better material, maybe create your own cosplay. Mm-hmm. Just don't uh, just don't be one of those people who make all the excuses about why you never did something because while you're making the excuses on why you didn't do it, someone else is actually working towards actually doing exactly what you love. And they probably don't even have the same passion. And that's why so many people make it and they're just like, oh, I just did it because I thought it was fun and I never expected this versus someone who's actually working their heart out to get exposure since they were like 10 years old. That's the one thing I can say since I've been in the cosplay community, I get so much slack for for me barely starting to do this and getting exposure versus someone who's been doing it for 10 years. And I feel as though it's just about don't be afraid to put yourself out there and invest in those photos and those cosplays. That's that's really all you have to do. Be confident and invest. Are you all working with uh, your is the same photographer Justin out of Houston? So for me personally, I'll work with a few different photographers. Um, luckily, I am I network as much as possible. I've shot with Justin and he did a collab with a. Uh, Patch Collections here in Houston, uh, Noob Squad, which is Kevin. He do, he's done my Naruto shoot that was picked up by Funimation. I've shot with Casey, um, Tetsu Photos, and he recently shot my Jotaro shoot. Uh, George and Jordan, they do amazing videography. Uh, RxG Photography, he's captured my Akatsuki. Actually, he did my first ever photo shoot for uh, cosplay. Shout out to RxG. <laughs> um, M3, 
Oh my God, there's just so many, so many photographers. I hope I'm not missing anyone. But trust me, there's so many, so many photographers, so many amazing uh, photos captured. And I appreciate anyone who's ever worked with me and anyone that I'll work with in the future. Also, Jay, shout, shout out, bro. I know you just came down from San Antonio, but much love to you. I thank you for driving those, I don't know how many hours, four or five hours here and back. Thank you. Well, maybe yeah. we need some new ones because by the time this comes out, you would have already gone, but I know you have a convention coming up. Are you excited? After yes. a year, over a year, or how excited <laughs> are you? I'm beyond excited. Like this weekend, I'm going to CloverCon. It's a late night, um, like uh, what, 21 and up uh, cosplay uh, mini con. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, back up. What is like a 21 plus? Okay, so <laughs> 21 plus means that you, you already know 21 plus. There's going to be adult cosplay. There's going to be liquor. There's going to be music. It's going to be a great time. And if y'all don't know what Clovercon <laughs> is, it's going to be out here in Houston. And I'm possibly going to go, go, go to the one in Conroe as well. Uh, and that's later. I think that's like June or July. But uh, the end of May, IckyCon, mm-hmm. July, Anime Matsuri. I'm looking for DreamCon as well. Oh my God, I got so many. Delta H, you name it, I'm probably gonna be there if it's in the uh, area. So all the Texas ones, you're like, bam, bam, bam. Oh yeah, I, I'm definitely going. I don't care, like if it's just one day, if I'm just passing through, I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna go back to this 21 plus con because I'm so intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, cause you see like the people that go to these cons and like, the stereotype is like they're nerdy they're just awkward but then you i I mean i'm like what are these how hard do they party so uh (laughs) that's a that's a god that's one of the worst stereotypes for this community yeah like nerds are probably like the horniest wildest people (laughs) (laughs) yes that is that's the whole point like okay for those who don't know I know y'all like, oh, you know, I'm not really interested in nerd culture. I don't care about this. I don't care about that. Okay, hear me out, right? Imagine everyone of age enjoying something they've always enjoyed since they were kids. They're just being free to be themselves. No no judgment, no one caring about all this appearance and you need to be like this. You, your body's type needs to be. That's not the issue. You literally go be yourself, have fun, and, you know, Dress up as your favorite character, movies, like it doesn't matter. It's just, you just go out there and be free of judgment. And, and that's alcohol. what it is for. <laughs> and there's alcohol. So if you're not, if you're like, you know, kind of uptight, you know, the liquor will help you. So don't worry about it. Sounds amazing. I hope LA gets something like this. I think LA does have a con. What? Y'all have one of the well, biggest we have, cons. <laughs> we have like Comic Con LA, but. I honestly, I hate it. I think it's ran by idiots. Oh, no. Because, <laughs> oh, I mean, we didn't have it last year because, obviously, COVID. Oh, yeah, COVID. Yeah. But the year before, it was the first year I didn't do a press pass. I just was like, I'm going to go as just a fan. And we only bought a ticket for Saturday because the some of the cast from the office is going to be there. And we rolled up. It took about three to four hours to get inside just to get our ticket. <laughs> And, the, and it was really hot. Um, it was 
insane. Like, peep, there was old people out there. There were kids. They were just waiting and waiting. We ended up missing the office thing. Once we got inside, they oversold it. So you couldn't even get around, like, the artist alley where, you know, saw the prints and stuff. It was just um, the See, Comic-Cons <laughs> and Comic-Paloozas are completely different from, like, anime conventions. So, LA, I definitely recommend going to LA Expo. And that's Anime Expo LA. Oh, I've been in downtown when that's happening, and it is. That's you that's don't even know what's happening, and then you see someone walk by as like Sailor Moon or a Pikachu. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Yes, that's where you want to be at. If you want to have some fun, go to Anime <laughs> Expo. That's where it's at. I mean, I'm not into anime, but I'm gonna go because I do. I love the art from it. That's what I. I wish I could just go for the all the art. I'm not really into they like. They have it. They have like artist alley. Um, they have galleries, and also you will meet the artists themselves while they're there at the con. I love it. That's my favorite part. I my house is like a freaking museum. I love buying prints. <laughs> That's my. <laughs> Oh, um, did all this time away from all these conventions make you appreciate them that much more now that they're slowly coming back? Honestly, yes. Um, personally, prior to uh, prior to COVID, the shutdown, you know, all of the isolation, I always felt as though I was too busy for certain stuff. And ironically, the world slowing down made me understand that I made all of those tasks. I made myself busy. I was never as busy as I thought I was. And I'm like, it's not like a, it's like a good and bad thing. So you got to see the pros of what happened. Mm -hmm. So during that time, I was able to understand that the things that I thought were my main passion was never my passion. It's what the world put on me to believe was a necessity. Mm -hmm. um, I really focused a lot on fitness because it was the overall aesthetic. You know, you have to look like this. You have to look like this. And then it, it kept messing with me. It's like, why am I so focused on this overall aesthetic, physical thing? And it's just a superficial thing. What makes you happy, genuinely? Mm -hmm. And I started noticing that I was like, I never talk about the things that I enjoy. Like, I do enjoy anime. I watch Marvel movies. I enjoy, like, I don't know, I enjoy horror. Um, I don't talk about any of these things amongst any crowd of people. And when I started to, like, gravitate towards these things that I have always enjoyed, my the people I surround myself with change. And the overall person I am started to change. And I feel, I'm honestly 100% happier doing this than I was within the fitness and modeling world due to the the overall superficial of it all. Like you can have a great body, but just you'll never have the best body, you know? You'll never be the best looking this. And it's like almost makes you feel as though you'll never be as good as what someone else tells you what you are versus old community where it's like that was really nice and they keep it moving it's not really over all the oh you look like this you look like that don't get me wrong you get negativity in this community as well but it's not at the same level as fitness and fashion you kind of were freed a little because of the pandemic yeah it was definitely a freeing uh freeing situation and getting to go and experience conventions and meet new people and actually meet people that I've just like recently um, met through online um, networking. I was like, I can't wait to meet these people in real life. It'll be amazing. Did you get into the horror special effects makeup during the quarantines? Honestly, this is very recent. This is this year. Oh. I was looking for a way to elevate my cosplays 
I've always liked the special effects. I would literally watch the makeup videos and just think nothing of it. I was just like, oh, these are really nice. They're doing amazing makeup. It's beautiful. And K-pop stars. Oh my God, these K-pop guys, the way they they contour their faces, do this and do that. I, you know, growing up, I'm not gonna lie to you, and this is, you know, some people don't wanna hear it, but growing up as a, you know, pretty much predominantly, uh, I guess, poor neighborhood in the black community and then move into like suburban areas, but still within the black community or POC communities. Um, you don't really see dudes wearing makeup like that. I'm just just be completely honest. And if you are wearing makeup, you're a part of a different community because that's what you're open to do over there. But being, uh, you know, being a hetero male and being in a community now where wearing makeup is almost a necessity if you really want to be the best of the best, it opened up a it opened my mind to realize like makeup is just an enhancer. It does not, it does not have anything to do with your masculinity. It has anything to do with the type of person you are. And that's where I'm glad a lot of the world is starting to change where we're getting away from all of the, oh, this makes you a man, this makes you a woman type of mindset. Except for the, you know, the general, the overall base of it all. But like just because someone's favorite color is pink doesn't make them, you know, less of a man. Like I'm glad that the world is changing in that sense. That's true. I think, yeah, the whole idea of gender, I studied it a lot in college and it's like, we just made it up like pink and blue and it's just to sell things. Yeah, it really was just to market. It's crazy. Like those goddamn gender reveal parties. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I'm not buying you another present. <laughs> we did the baby shower. That's cool, but I'm not here to learn what the baby, you know, has going on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think for horror makeup too, getting into that—that's another way to show representation. Because right now, I don't think there's like too much uh, black. There's not too many black people in that genre. Not at all. I've only seen maybe two. I've literally seen one guy doing it and I, oh my god i'm so sorry i don't i don't cannot remember your name right now but you have amazing amazing makeup he's on tiktok he does like amazing uh sfx uh as a black man he has a you know short hair texture he does a lot of uh, a lot of different um cosplays that are beautiful um now outside of that there there are a lot of black women that do sfx makeup and they are doing an amazing job it's just, I feel as though there's not enough exposure. And in order for there to be exposure, we need more, I guess there needs to be more out for people to notice that there are POCs actually doing this because for the most part, this isn't typically what you'd see from the black community mm -hmm. um, as far as like doing special effects or worried about horror or focusing on anime, even though this is something that has always been a part of the black community. It's just, it was never really just spoken on. It's like people dove into the stereotypes and the ideas from these movies more than the reality of who we are as a people in general. We just, we know, we're just human. We all enjoy the same stuff. Like, <laughs> it's just like they put special terms on what we do versus another, and this is what kills me to say this, another race, but everybody's human. That's the human race. But you know, this, this color-based, oh, you're black, so you do this. Oh, you're white, so you do this. Oh, you're Mexican, so you do this. It's like, come on, man. Like, that's just too much. And that's that falls right into the um, situation 
within the Asian culture with all of the hate crimes that have been going on since I was a kid. I've been seeing it since I was a kid. How did the rest of the world not see it until social media said this is a problem? This is something I don't get. But, you know. I think if you're just not white in America, it's it's always been an issue. It's just like, well, you have to wait for the light to shine on it, sort of. Yeah, that's what it's been. Luckily, social media has been shining a lot of light and I know some of the world's upset about it, but I'm like, I'm glad it's happening. No more of this sugarcoating or, you know, like pretty much like undercover, like, oh, we'll just sweep it under the rug situations. No, don't worry. Somebody's phone is recording you at this very moment mm-hmm. and they're going to expose it. Mm-hmm. That's why we want to live in that Tenchi universe. <laughs> exactly. So we don't have to deal with all of this uh, controversy 24-7. No, it's wild out there. Which yes. you're gonna get back out there, going to these conventions. Yeah, and trust me, I'm trying to mentally prepare for some of the verbal. Um, you know, the negativity is gonna come. Social media comments and actually seeing how people react is gonna be two different things. But what I try to do, and I'll tell all cosplayers to do this in any community in which you're in, just focus on the positive more than you do the negative, because constantly giving negative mindsets your time will honestly hinder you from enjoying the things that you love so just focus on the positive comments none of the negative ones and what do you have working on you said you're doing your horror makeup right now but what else so right now i'm technically working on sfx makeup for horror style cosplays i'm definitely working on a few mainstream uh characters from my hero academia fire force sword art online and a few others. I also am going to do a Super Rue cosplay for those who hate ReZero. I don't care. I'm going to cosplay this character. I know what y'all think of him, but I think it'll be a nice spin on things, especially to put out a character that doesn't get much love. Um, outside of that, the events. Be on the lookout for more, um, I, I want to say just more content overall from Twitch streams, TikTok videos, YouTube compilations. Well, if there's a will, there's a way. A Todd way. <laughs> <laughs> so Todd way. Can you tell the people where they can find you online? If you want to check me out, check me out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitch at Todd underscore Way. That's T-O-D-D underscore W-A-Y-Y. All right, Todd Way, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about your middle school crush. Everyone, you can find all of Todd's information below in the description. And until next time, keep crushing it.